Listen, gang, you like to go to Disney World. I like to go to Disney World. We all like to go to Disney World and travel around the world. There's these people that can help us out. Great friends of the show. Adventurers out there travel. This Becca, B-E-K-K-A, at adventurersoutthertravel.com is the person you need to email and let her know you want to travel. She can help you find discounts, concierge-level service, will really help you get to the places you want to go. I've used her. We've all that sounds bad though. Used her. That no. Really does, no, that's not good. I've used the service. I've used mm-hmm. the service. Sorry, Sorry Dean. Mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. how I meant it. But email Becca at B-E-K-A-K-A at adventuresoutthertravel.com and find them on Twitter at, at A-I-O-T travel.com. No. At no. A-I-O-T Ravel. That's what it is. <laughs> oh, God. Come to Loosh, Viva Guy and Skipper. Skipper? No. Skipper? No, Skipper. What are we going to do? I don't know. What do we do? I don't know. I'm, I'm curled in a fetal position in a closet right now. So it's just you I'm and scared. Me. Yeah, I'm very scared. So I'm here. You're here. It's just us. First time ever. Oh just my gosh. Us. Is this going to be all right or? I don't know. I mean, are you? I, I'm wearing. I'm wearing a shirt. God damn it! I can't. I can't speak on pants. But uh, welcome to the three o'clock parade. This is Drunk at Disney in Orlando, and the one person you do hear on the call that is Rhiannon. I'm so scared. <laughs> um, Skipper is fine. He is accounted for. Um, he did have a family emergency and is back in El Paso. So our thoughts are with Skipper. We can't wait to have him back, but uh, we are not. He uh, is off handling some important business as we speak. Mhm. 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 Our thoughts go out to him. <laughs> People's thoughts are going to be with you in the next. Yeah, uh, little- I, I miss uh, him terribly already. <laughs> Well, let's just jump right into it. Maybe, you know, okay. so you can calm down, relax, get comfortable. We'll, we'll see how much talking over me you do when it's just me. I think less. I would think less. Well, One we'll way. see. I would like to uh, just start off by saying I'm drinking out of a pink Flower and Garden F- Festival Turvis, if that would... Uh, oh, those are so pretty. I like those. Got a uh, figment on it on the one side. There's mm. a house. Uh, and a, it's a, yeah, it is, no, I, I'm, it's, I'm familiar. Um, pretty. if it weren't for the fact that my cabinet's already exploding with turvi, I would have gotten that, but it's ridiculous here. I've actually had to take, I took three out that were kind of broken. That I'm going to send in later. And those are out in the garage and it's just getting ridiculous. So I, I really didn't want to expand, but I, I, we, we needed this one at the time yeah. I used need in exclamation points and large capital letters because you need more, but there's Mm -hmm. just no room. Um, Important things going on right now. Did you see this morning was the first time they actually started the Magic Kingdom security change? I did see a few tweets about that, yeah. So they did start it. Um, (laughs) There were people there, like bloggers. I saw... um, the Mickey blog uh, was there like literally at like 6 a.m. to try to catch, capture all the excitement. Um, people were well, rolling in there real early. Can you clue in anybody who may not be familiar with what we're talking about, about what the changes yes. are? Well, as we all know, 
when you go to the Magic Kingdom, it's a little bit of a cluster right up there in the front. Yes, clusterfuck right up there in the front where the security bag check and metal detectors are right up there by the uh, turnstiles, right by where you do the, the touch points for the Magic Bands. So what they've done is they have moved anyone who's taking the monorail or the ferry boat are being screened at the t- ticket and transportation center. Mm-hmm. And anybody coming from a bus has been moved to a separate bus only security section near the magic kingdom. And then anybody coming in on a resort monorail is actually getting screened at the monorail resort. So the Polynesian, the grand Floridian and the contemporary all have their now, own. Favorite. Two questions. So one, I'm assuming that the people coming in from a bus, all that, that, security checkpoint is also going to include people coming off of boats from the resorts in that area and also anybody walking from the contemporary correct the the contemporary yes the boats look like it has its own because the uh it does have it from its own from the boats so there okay (laughs) do the math in my head there is at least now one two three four five six separate security areas now (laughs) I feel like that that just logistically sounds like a little okay. So my second question is what are they doing about the metal detectors? Are they putting metal detectors in each of those checkpoints? Cuz I saw I don't, the only picture I saw today uh, was of the monorail stop at the Polynesian. I did not see a metal detector. No kidding. I there is a separate the, the ones that are permanent at Epcot now have included a Every single spot has a metal detector with two bag checks on each side. So the ones that I'm looking at right now uh, in the pictures do not have metal detectors here. So I think they're probably still coming. I think it feels like as much as this does seem like it was planned ahead, the immediate implementation has been very quick. And it doesn't look like like they're ready with the the equipment as as much. So, um, Well, I would... I wonder if this would be publicly available is what kind of stats there are on what they're finding with metal detectors. Like, are they proving themselves useful? Like, are they finding things like, Oh shit, we would have missed that in bag check or so far, you know, that's a good question. Everything's been okay. So maybe they don't really feel an immediate need to put them in place. I don't know. I don't know. I think the biggest thing, though, the biggest change here is obviously just the the location. And they showed somebody showed a picture of the front of the Magic Kingdom, and it did look really nice, not having that huge mass of of yeah. people. And it does seem to, in my opinion, there's two main huge benefits from this for all from their side, from Disney's point of view. I just remember so many times. How many times have you seen somebody take a picture of that clusterfuck at the front of the Magic yeah. Kingdom? But and everybody just replies, "Nope." Not going there. Right? I'm not. I'm, who wants to be seeing pictures put on Facebook where your immediate thought are, "Boy, I'm glad I'm not there." <laughs> right. So that's the first thing that I thought was that yeah, it looks better for the guests. But I'm also thinking from a and I, I hate even having I hate that my brain even goes this way. But from a, a nefarious uh, looking at the the uh, the real reason behind all the security is if there was to be an incident like a casualty incident. When that bag check is up really close to the Magic Kingdom, it is right there. And any kind of really? any kind of photos and any kind of I mean, news coverage would no, have been I, I, almost in the yeah, Magic Kingdom. 
No, I, I, I get exactly where you're going. I just, my brain never went there. I don't know. I guess I'm just so rosy and optimistic, but I no, what? I get your fucking point. I do. Yeah. When I, what, cause it's I, like, I thought, it's kind of like, I, I've had this thought about airports. Like, yeah. honestly, if you were to really be an evil terrorist person and you want to do something, you don't even have to go through TSA to have a lot of casualties. Yeah, so well, I guess that's it, um, where yeah. was that? The one uh, in I forget where it was, but there was there the the the, the, the nefarious incident happened in the check-in area, and yeah. that so when I once when I was going through the bag check, and I again I hate that my brain does this. I'm standing there in front of the Magic Kingdom, and I'm thinking, well, if something was ever going to happen, it would be right here, and that's sort of what they're doing is moving that space back and. Yeah. No. Logistically. Again, like I, I'm completely agreeing with you. It's just I honestly never thought that until right now. My whole thought was like, well, as you were saying five minutes earlier, it looks so much better in photos. (laughs) Like I thought of it more as a a purely marketing standpoint, not as an actual security risk. I just yeah, I don't know which which came from, and in the end, it's it kind of benefits both of those. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just, again, I, I hate it that I picture, I'm thinking, okay, so I'm picturing the news helicopters flowing over oh and literally God. incident let's, where it all happens. Let's and move it's on like, to more frivolous topics. And so one thing I got questioned on um, after this news was how will this affect our monorail bar crawl? Oh, now we have to go through bag check every single time. Oh my God. This And I love that the first person to bring it up wasn't <laughs> And I don't mean you. The person on Twitter, um, Steve Reed, good fr- good friend Steve Reed, goes, whoa, 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 whoa. So if I want to bring drinks from the Polynesian to the Grand Floridian, now I have to walk? It's <laughs> like, uh, yeah. And I- well, wait, hold on. Is that even the case, though? Because as it were prior to this change, you could walk through the bag check, metal detectors, what have you, and bring your drink through. So I, I wasn't even considering that fact. I was just considering, it, was, it wasn't it was Steve, it was somebody else who questioned, like, so basically you're slowing down your bar crawl because now if you have a bag, you have to stop and go through a bag check every time. It wasn't the whole, oh my God, can I bring my drink with me? Yeah. Well, so you I, think they're going to make well, you stop bringing your drinks? I feel like you're, well, I'm also going to a, a place where he was going is he's a guy, he's a craft beer lover. Sure, sure. And, Local craft beer guy. So a lot of times he travels with his own because he's sharing it with friends who are from out of town. Notably, I know he meets up every time with, um, you know, Keith um, yeah. and those hmm. guys. And he brings them local okay. so we're So we're no longer talking about you carrying your fucking oh, pineapple sure. around. We're now talking about in my backpack, I have a six pack. That's what he was talking about. And again, these are two... Fuck, I didn't even think about that. That a lot of times, especially in the resorts, you're going to bring some of, like, especially if you have a favorite beverage, a favorite yeah. beer, a favorite something, and you're staying at a resort, you cut, you start to bring your own. And that's oh, where yeah. that's where the biggest change is for, like, the, the Disney drinkers is cruising the, uh, cruising the monorails or going to the resort. Okay, that's... Hmm. Yeah. Again, did not have that thought until you just brought it up. Fuck. Yeah. Because I mean, 
on the one hand, you could make the very 100% honest statement, sir, I am not trying to go to the Magic Kingdom with a six-pack of beer. I'm just trying to go to the Grand Floridian where my friends are. Right. And but yet you can't nothing. prove that. Stop. Yeah, that's yeah. the only... Fuck. They're going to... The level of one would think that the level of security at the between the Polynesian and the Grand Floridian will be at the same level as going into the Magic Kingdom mm-hmm. is now, oh, or any of the parks because you're not allowed to bring six pack of beer in any of them. Well, right, um, right, right, yeah. Oh, so that's to me the biggest chain, and of course, logist like the look and then speed. What I always like to do, and maybe I feel other people probably do this too, is when you're at the Polynesian, you're going to the Grand Floridian. You can see that monorail from the Tambu Lounge. You got a good plenty of time to get <laughs> to the monorail when that thing rolls up. So you kind of like, you get to hang out and just kind of yeah. the most of the monorail when it shows up. Again, now I got to get there and get through the security and wait. And again, this is dripping with privilege and first world problems, but it is. And that, I, again, I, I, this is, that's definitely the reality of what the change brings to drinking around the monorail loop. And, but you uh, know, I will say this, and I don't like saying this, but I will say this. I remember years ago, like four or five years ago, I was still living in North Carolina. I was on vacation by myself. And I don't even know why I asked the question, but I was at the Polynesian in the gift shop looking to buy like a bottle of Jim Beam or something. And somehow it came up like, well, you can't bring that on the monorail. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to drink it on the monorail, but I'm not staying here. I'm, you know, parked the contemporary. I have to go back there, get my car, drive back to my hotel. I want this in my hotel. I'm like, well, you can't bring it on there. And so I guess my point is that prior to this, you could yeah. totally get away with that. Oh, but absolutely. The rule, I guess, technically has always been in place. True. Oh, the rule so, is on place. Yeah, and here, they're not going to sympathize with us. They're going to be like, oh, sorry, I feel so bad for you. Like They're going to be like, fuck you, asshole. Like, we've always had this policy. Oh, absolutely. I fully expect no no uh, sympathy from anyone on this. This is totally ridiculous. But it's just the kind of things that you – the habits that have been built. One of the things that I always love to do, and this is – again, it, I agree it was technically against policy. But if you went to the TTC um, – and you could have a cooler or have some beers with you. You could get on the Epcot monorail and just kind of enjoy the view from the Epcot monorail with drinks. Like there's just, you always could do that. Now you mm. not do it from Epcot though, because it's always been within security since they've done it. You can't get on the Epcot monorail and go the other way. So now it's really just making every, all the monorails like the Epcot monorail where well, the Epcot is in security. But to touch on that point, what I read today is that that's sort of now an extra clusterfuck because let's say you are getting on the monorail from anywhere around TTC to go to Epcot, you're going through bag check there, and then you're still outside of bag check when you get right. to Epcot, so you have to go through bag check twice. I would like to see them obviously stuff. redirect the exit. I feel like they're going to do that at some point just from a numbers perspective if they're going to do it they they're they're not gaining anything by bag checking people twice so hopefully they will redirect that somehow but that'll take a actual physical change to the only the only thing they could do is they could redirect people from the epcot buses under the canopy 
uh, not the can, whatever the uh, where the trams run, sort of to the yeah. left. Make everybody go through there, and then they could set up a, a fence directly into the secure area from the monorail. But it would take, it would add a little bit of annoyance at that spot. But that is a, that is a concern in a completely superficial way that you have to go through bag check twice. But that is a little silly. Yeah. So um, I know this is touching on one of our asks our boners, but uh, how is this going to affect? The challenge. Oh, expected time. This was huge. This was the first, again right when this happened. Um, the main people involved in the challenge. I'll get to. I'll explain in a second. Immediately go. Holy shit! What is this going to do to our challenge? Um, we as the three o'clock parade rum runners, um, uh, part of the podcast, are coming down to do on April twenty second to do the. Um, Matt, the Radar Tech 1K D-Run K event on April 22nd. Um, and it, it also became, there was a, a uh, like a YouTube video uh, from a some subway system. I didn't remember exactly where it was, but a guy was on the subway. It stopped at an exit. He ran out the subway, went through the city, ran to the next subway stop, went down into the subway and got on the exact same car at the next stop. And we thought, can you do this on the monorail? Why, how, how fun would this be? So the goal, the challenge is, and Christina, um, at raising Las Vegas, um, is one of the people doing the challenge. Look, she is a monster. And I mean that in an awesome way, like anyone could do what she could, but I still, no offense. I don't think it's possible. I just don't. I don't, she works, she works out as Colin would say. I know. I know. Like she's, Amazing. She Dave, is a force to be reckoned with. Yes. Dave Theme Park Beer is also signed up for the challenge. Um, those are the two that are, are we're definitely going to do it on that day. Um, now, the question is, now that it started, it's obviously adding another layer of difficulty as they would have to get to the Polynesian, go through security, and go. No, so, I mean, technically, so technically there's a no-bags line. So I'm assuming they're not going to be running with bags, but you're still, that's just going to be added backup of people and making sure that the people who see them passing through register, they don't have a bag because if yeah. you just like sprint through a security checkpoint that does not look good. That we makes alarms. Yeah. No one likes that. I think they're still going to try it. It adds a little bit of, of difficulty. They did time it. Um, and they, add, and there's, it's, I, Again, I don't have it on me. Maybe we'll bring one of them on, uh, get a, a report about what? this. It was something to the effect of four and a half minutes between. But you know what? Sometimes it holds for a really long time. So Yeah, well, you have to, like, that's just a, you know, fluke. I mean, you can't count on that unless you have an inside person. So she is going to but... the monorail at um, TTC the second it opens, run down the, the uh, ramp over to the Polynesian. Mm-hmm. Go up the stairs. Hopefully, there'll be a short line for the security. It does add a wrinkle, though. That's for sure. I just so it, and maybe I either misread or misunderstood her, but the timing that I saw that she posted was that you have to be keeping a six-minute mile pace, which right. is running ten miles an hour. So you're going to run 10 miles an hour through crowds, down a ramp, through crowds. Then you're, like, out in the path to the poly, fewer crowds. But then you get inside, 
crowds, well, <laughs> crowds around the upper balcony, crowds, and then now you have a security checkpoint, crowds. Well, because you also have to throw in the fact that, like you mentioned earlier, running through, but just seriously, running like a bat out of hell anywhere on Disney property will probably raise some suspicion. Like, where, where is she coming yeah. from? What did she just do? Well, she, so and she like, might, she'll have to somehow maybe wear, definitely wear a, a, a runner type outfit. So she obviously looks like she's running. It can't, you know, if you were wearing regular clothes, there would definitely set off some, uh, some alarms. That she. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm not a runner. I, I try as I may. I, I really do try, but I suck at it. I, I can't picture just keeping that pace. I mean, that's not like a healthy, like, I'm just going for a little jog pace. I don't say fucking yeah, it's, it's, pace. Sprint. it's a sprint. It's, it's definitely a sprint. Um, so they're going to give it a shot, I believe, still on April 22nd. So if anybody's in town, not only do you want to come to Matt the Radar Tech fi- uh, 1K, which is going from Rhiannon's favorite bar, Crockett's Tavern. <laughs> point. Um, and then I guess at some point we're going to hop on a, uh, I guess we'll just hop on the boat probably and uh, over to the contemporary and then get on the monorail there and do the challenge. So um, get ready. So how many folks. checkpoints is that for you? <laughs> going to be very secured. Very secured. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's It should be pretty interesting though. Um, Indeed. We talked about it before, but I just, I'm just going to bring it up because it's, I'm so excited that the website uh, WDW News Today put in a thing again where they found some permits where they're literally it, – it's it's still considered rumor, but it looks like this gondola thing is really going to happen, Rhiannon. You know, I am excited for that I'm, if this- it happens. My whole thing is I can't visualize it in the sense of it being – a truly efficient mode of transportation because I'm picturing like gondolas that I know of. And it's like in comparison, let's say to the monorail, like, have you seen a gondola that's like five cars long? Well, no, they're not individual cars, but they go more often. So theoretically from what someone was saying that, that has looked into it, it's actually would move more people this way because it's, it's a little bit fast. Okay. So it actually could be more efficient. And I just, right. just what, what, it, what excites me about it is, yes, this is so cool. We'll go from Epcot to Hollywood Studios to Pop Century Art of Information, Caribbean Beach. But the fact that this is happening means that if this is successful, it feels like they're, they're clearly going in the way of we are going to mass transit Disney World. Because th- why would they do it here and not the Animal Kingdom resorts and Port Orleans and, and Old Key West and Saratoga. Why just here? I feel like this is the, this could be the beginning of what I've wanted since they built Disney world, which is how cool you get cool transportation everywhere. I think it's so ridiculous. They'd be like, cause they would always show in every Disney vacation video that you would watch. They'd be like, and complimentary transportation, wherever you want to go. And they always show the monorail. They never show the bus, <laughs> which is <laughs> All you ever take is the dang bus, unless you're going to one. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just think this is so cool, and this gets me more excited than any like people. I mean, any new ride or I mean, this this is so cool. So I'm really hoping yeah. this happens. Um, I I agree. I just think it'll be interesting. First of all, to see how quickly they can build this up, especially in comparison to how long it takes them to build a land. 
Yeah. Um, so are we looking at a projected release date of 2019 or next year or 2020? Like, who knows? Um, yeah, that's the what thing is that. So is there these? This is what they're what they found is this. Um, it's like a notice of commencement for this mm-hmm. um, buildings and infrastructure. And that means it's actually happening. Yeah, but there's commencement yeah. and there's. Endment. <laughs> endment. Let's go with endment. We'll go with endment. Okay. Um, but you know, I, I, I would wonder how long it's going to take to build that up. Um, and then in the interim, I wonder how that's going to affect just price wise, because right now, Ooh. mean pop century is a go-to value. So what happens when now they're connected by this lovely, awesome, everyone thinks it's so cool, they want to be on it, gondola. And so yeah. that's suddenly going to probably jump up to, like, moderate prices. And then, yeah. sure, they may have, like, a future plan to connect every other resort, but it's not going to happen overnight or even in the next five years. And so now you're looking at, like, just the prices, I think, are just going to be all kinds of tooey, crazy, screwy. Right, because we've been saying, uh, with a lot of the different news stories that have been coming out, we've been saying the same thing. Like, you, you just said it. With, like, c- with Caribbean Beach, if they add m- mass transit there, how is that still a moderate? You know what I mean? Like, that's that's crazy. It feels like, and what somebody was suggesting today, I th- I'm sure it was Weenie, Super Weenie Hut Jr. Um, from the uh, over on the, the Magic Kingdom podcast. They were talking about, he was saying the same thing, that this is just going to, it, and, and I think it might be the end of categories where. Mm, no, I wouldn't go that far, but. Own, well, why, why couldn't it just be its own mini Expedia where you look through and, and all the different, maybe they do them by stars or, or what? I don't, I, I mean, I don't know, but will it, will it be the end of moderates and value? Cause let's be honest, pop like art of animation is considered a value, but that's not a value. I mean, well, I, yeah, I mean, uh, sorry, I'm in my fridge right now. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I for one have never really seen a, a value rated room there, and I always try and tell myself some excuse of like, well, it's because it's the the mermaid suites, and so mm-hmm. of course they cost more because they're a suite. But so are the single rooms selling out that quickly that I just never see them, or are they really priced that much higher? They're, no, they're the most wanted ones. Is what is really what it is. So. Why? I mean, well, at half century, which is just it's just yeah, because it. No, but I'm then, saying like okay, so not the suites, just a single room with the two double beds. I have basically never seen one at Art of Animation, or if I have, it was priced some stupid price. I'd even look at it. Versus Pop Century, which is basically right across the lake. It's the same thing. I always see rooms there. Yeah. So, I don't know. People want to be at that art animation. So, regardless, this is... I just Blech. love... It really does feel like... A lot of the, the Disney fan chatter is always that they don't really... It's always real short, short-sighted thinking. And it has been. It absolutely has been for the fat last 15 years. It feels very short-sighted. Everything, everything is just like, how do you cash in quickly on something and it finally feels around property when you look around that we're they're looking into actually building a great resort moving forward which would include all the road projects that are going on right now um it's a mess right now but the all the road projects will be great you know all the garages over at disney springs you've got um this system if it goes in 
and new lands. It just finally feels like they're looking to build the resort value to the vacation, which makes me really happy, rather than it was years of just cashing in, cashing in, cashing in. Now, so I have a question. Um, I, I find myself because, hey, we can talk about the book now because Rich isn't here. Oh, good. Sweet. Okay. Everybody. So, um, so of Drinking at Disney, a tipsy yeah. travel called Disney World bars, lounges, and glow cubes available from Bamboo Forest Publishing and Amazon. Anyway, despite the fact that I've been going to Disney my entire life, as you have as well, I can't help but feel recently like, holy fucking shit, the changes. And I can't tell whether or not that's because here I have written a book that now just every single week I find myself just banging my head against a wall because something else has been changed and needs to be updated. Or is it because we are really finding ourselves in this Disney renaissance is it bad timing in our parts slash good timing for everybody else or is it just because I haven't been paying attention to this level of detail my entire life oh no it from my point of view it is absolutely a different era and I that there's a couple that I've been hearing it from a lot of people of the reasonings and it's come down to a couple different reasonings and I want to hear your thoughts on this one mm-hmm. And this, I'll go with the one that I think it is second. One, they're feeling intense pressure from local other attractions like Universal, who is building new lands and new attractions and attracting more people. That's the main one that people look at, mm-hmm. which is a valid. Of course, it's, you know, they have said re- more even recently in the past, like, that's not their competition, even though it is, obviously. They're doing things tit for mm-hmm. tat with them right now. Um but the other reason that I see and that I think is the, the main reason we're getting so much is we've, we've all been noticing it. Disney is not aiming at lower class or middle class. They're aiming at upper class guests who have a lot of money to spend. Now, in doing so, they are now competing at a different level worldwide with other destinations that offer so much. And so they are offering, I think it's looking at what do we have to provide for these people to come here and have such, think it's, it offers so much that we can compete at that level of at that price point against Mm. other countries, other main destinations around the world. And I think that's combined obviously with the universal thing, because they're also in the same space. But I think that's what they're looking at is how do we compete for those top tier vacation dollars, people who might hate the idea of going to theme parks. Uh, uh, I somewhat disagree yet somewhat agree. I think it comes down to trying to please those people. Yeah. But I think that if you were a family of, you know, the 1% and you're looking at a vacation, you know, doing whatever in Europe versus Disney, I don't think what they are doing 
is necessarily catching those people's attention. I think that what they're doing is simply recognizing that when they're analyzing a market share, there is more money to be earned from a higher paying guest than there is a lower paying guest, meaning multiple lower paying guests versus fewer higher paying guests. Yeah. They're still going to make more money from fewer higher paying guests than many more lower. But I just, I don't really see what they're doing as getting the attention of people who wouldn't otherwise be looking at Disney. So I, I would know. Yeah. Does that make any sense? Like it does. I mean, and I, and I guess they're, they're still targeting that market, but not in a way that they're, yeah. Peaking the interest of people who wouldn't otherwise have been interested. I don't think they're getting anybody's attention that wouldn't have otherwise been looking there. I agree in a way, but I guess sort of what I mean more is that when those people did come, and I'm talking about seven years ago, let's just, I'm going to use seven years ago, because that was before like the deluxes really started upgrading their facilities. These people come and they're used to staying at the top resorts in Europe, top resorts in the Caribbean, top resorts wherever they go. You come to Walt Disney World and you're taking these buses, you're staying at the the Polynesian before all the renovations and you're like this is their top places to go. Like it didn't match the same level of offerings that other places do. Like you go on these massive cruise ships and everything's like top of the line, brand new, looks great. And it just I don't think I don't think Disney of 7 years ago or even 4 years ago or whatever date you want to pick and even now, possibly, even now doesn't offer that. When you go to, That's say, Epcot, it doesn't offer that right now. But I think right now they're looking into the future and saying, what do we have to upgrade everything to get to that. Yeah. Does come here isn't See, like, yes, we're paying the same. This is a premium vacation and yeah. it's not getting. No, look. I, I, I completely understand what you're saying. And again, to a certain degree, I agree with you. However, I don't think that you're ever going to be able to match some super catered 100% concierge, what have you, in Europe. Really, I mean, so what? What has Disney done? Like, they've put in dessert parties. They put in, like, now the, um, what's the, called the express buses between, like, the yeah. back entrance of, you know. And sure, there are all these upgrades you can do. But at the end of the day, you're still on a bus, at the end of the day, you're still in a dessert party with a hundred other people. You know, you're not eating the finest things. Like if you want to me, when I think of like, okay, I'm going to do Disney five star, it's Victorian Alberts. It's, you know, spa treatments. It's yeah. not an express bus. Right. Oh yeah. I think those are different. Yeah. I think those offerings are something, but yeah. I mean, so, you know, like the, you know, the fucking bungalows, right? Like, mm -hmm. um, the, the, the tent ones in Tomorrowland. Yeah. Like, that's not really luxury. I understand well, it's sort test. of a test. Yeah. Right, right. And so I think when you start talking about things like Club 33, that's a different experience. And so if they were to bring that sort of thing in, yeah, I could see, but... Well, I, I, I think know. it is. I think these are all things that are coming. It's just taking a long time, and we're starting to see them come with all the improvements that are coming. So... I, I definitely see what you're saying where it's not, and it's not there yet. It absolutely isn't. And no dessert parties and bullshit like that, isn't it? It's the, when you show up to a, you just got to have that look. 
and it it didn't have that. And the new places that they are building, like Geyser Point and the Polynesian, and those are the ones that jump in my mind, and and that they're gonna the other deluxe resorts are gonna be getting them too. It just looks like it's supposed to now, in my opinion. It just looks better. Like they're completely redoing the entire Wilderness Lodge. Um, all the rooms they're redoing it all so I, I just think it gives it that look so it just i guess what i'm saying it, it gives go it feels like it's looking long term rather than short term finally it's just really what it is yeah but i feel like to go one step further if we were to have a hypothetical situation conversation about how it would look to really be the ideal vacation like let's just say for the fucking trumps right yeah. like they don't want any lines and i don't think this whole like hey right. there's this like vip concierge tour you can purchase and like some person will like walk you around like there's some like oh my god oh. we're like elbow to elbow like other like ugh. i mean like yep. what they pay where are they staying other oh, off property growth like that's still i just i don't think it's attainable to make it this super five-star luxury vacation for every single person i don't think that's attainable yeah, I, well, I don't to have crowds. Oh yeah, and well, I think and that's the one of the main things, and that's why I've always, ever since we've been doing this, I've always talked about um, mm. getting rid of the lines. Don't say it. it. Don't say it. It has to happen. You just said it. It has to happen. They can't sell it as a luxury vacation with a ninety-minute line in Space Mountain. You can't it's have not it. A fucking participation trophy. You can't have it be like, oh, there's no more lines for anybody. If everybody has no more lines, like there's still a fucking line. Like you're still twiddling uh, your thumbs to like, well, I got fifteen more minutes until my next thing, and so uh, I guess I can go to like Casey's Corner and stand in line between behind like twenty people looking uh, for four dogs. I'm telling you, and I'm not happy they did it, but Universal figured it out. And here's what they do is you the, the, the part of the line that everybody has to wait in is going to be about 15 minutes. Everybody has to wait 15 minutes. The extended part of the queue that you the, – the virtual queue is the extra 70 minutes wherever you wait. But they can give people access to just the 20 minutes, like rich people. So then they can just get that and go straight to the 20 minutes and all the schlubs have to wait in the virtual queue and do it much less. So they can just give them access to the – to the, the okay, so I'm Ivanka Trump, and I want to go to Disney and have zero lines. So you're telling me I still have to wait 15 to 20 minutes in some queue, and what am I doing up until I can get in the queue? I'm stuck doing what? Like, just see, now we're talking about the, eating corn dogs again? I don't know what they're going to Staying in your bungalow. Mm -hmm. Showing in your bungalow. Why do you think they made bungalows? I just think... That at the end of the day, you cannot fucking please everybody. I'm telling you, this is what no. we're paying attention. They made a bungalow. I'm why did they make a attention? People, why would they make make a bungalow? And then they're like, well, if they're going to cut out the line, where would you hang out? In your fucking bungalow. They just you just said how why? How many bungalows? It's right how there. How many bungalows? Are, oh my god! We richly like, <laughs> calm us down. How many bungalows can they have? Well, the poor people don't get bungalows. Only the rich people. You're asking what is Ivanka well, Trump? I, Ivanka Trump is getting a, a bungalow. But that's who we're worried about here. That's who they're worried about. Is to have yeah, but if Disney wants more than one Ivanka Trump there, they're gonna need to be able to host that many bungalows. How many can they host right now? I mean, that's you just said that the like stupid little tents they had 
where a temporary thing is a test run. So where's the permanent one? How many can they actually hold? How nice are they going to be? Like, you can't have 50 super nice Ultra Lux. How many do you think they have at, like, you go to the, like the Amway Center for a concert? There's probably 100 to 200. They can't have, where, where are you going to put that in Disney World? Where is that going in the Magic Kingdom? Just put them in the bag. They got they got places they can put them. They believe me, if they really want to oh, do it, figure it out. Classy. I want to be like next to a parking lot. That's awesome. Oh, that's not how they're gonna do it. They're gonna put them somewhere. I'm just telling you that's, that's Ooh, what if they I want. I want to be in the Utilidors. I hate sunlight. Dude, you're you're. I'm telling you, it's happening. But they're and they're gonna make them nice. That's they they're gonna make them nice. I'm and that's where. Nine. But there will not be nice suites available. I'm just saying, I don't think they can build enough of them to make some sustainable model to actually have this, like, oh, there's well, numerous well, well, lines. Everything's beautiful for the 1%. Well, like, you can't do that. It's not, and I'm not, again, I'm going to say it's not, it may not work perfectly. But I'll tell you, this. they're seeing this as their only chance to go after those people. Will it work? I have no idea. I'm just telling you, if you're paying attention, this is what they're doing. Like you're, they're doing it, and they're not doing it in secret. They're literally doing it now. We're gonna get Colin on here in a second to do. They're they're doing it at the water parks as we speak. Universal just did it. Now Disney's doing it. Like it's not a. It's in my opinion, it's no longer a will they do it. It's how are they doing it, and we're watching it. They're building mass transit from these resorts. So from Boardwalk, you can get on there and take a gondola to the Hollywood Studios. So anyway. Uh, speaking of Colin, and we'll get maybe this all. Yeah, he went. Our three o'clock parade beat writer went to uh, Blizzard Beach, and got a great interview about the virtual queuing. So, Colin from Three O'clock Parade News Exclusive. All right, it's the three o'clock beat reporter live from sunny Blizzard Beach, painting a picture. We're under the. Ski lift next to the uh, the teen area at the top, standing right outside the virtual queue wristband distribution with Luke from Monroeville, Pennsylvania. Hello, Luke. How's it going? When did we start doing these, Luke? So we just started this test yesterday, and we're going to be going through the next couple weeks, um, both here and at Typhoon Lagoon. Oh, excellent, excellent. And how would you say the first two days have gone so far? So far, it's been great. Um, again, it's just a small-scale test uh, just to kind of see how it works here at the water parks, but uh, so far, so good. Excellent, excellent. I'm excited. I got one. I just got one for Summit Plummet for right now. So Blizzard Beach isn't too busy today, so it's a good time to test this sort of thing. Absolutely. Is this something do you know when they're looking at rolling this out permanently, or just a test? Yeah, just a test for now. Uh, no plans going forward. Um, but again, just just to kind of see how does, it works. Does this have anything at all to do with the Universal and their system that's coming for their water park? Nope. This is uh, again just us. Uh, we're always looking for new ways. The guest experience, whether it be uh, at our theme parks or the water parks, and this was a natural next step for us. And this, it's a rubber band with a little Blizzard Beach guy on it. Are these waterproof? I they are waterproof. Yep. And when you turn this in, you, they keep it. You don't, you don't get to keep it. Right. They take it when you get back to the attraction. Awesome. And I understand, I understand that at the top there, there's like a fast pass like merch where they take these for people with regular standby and for the fast pass. Exactly. Very similar. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Luke. And we have a couple questions we ask all our interviewees. What is your preferred form of exercise? Oh. Uh, I like to play volleyball, beach volleyball. Oh, 
definitely works. Luke's a fit man. He looks like he's got a BMI of about seven. And what is your favorite long green vegetable? My favorite long green vegetable? Uh, it's going to be asparagus. Oh, we have a winner. We have a winner. All right. Thank you very much, Luke. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. <laughs> he always finds the best people to interview. So Luke with some interesting information there. I, Which, I call yeah. bullshit on his like, oh, it has nothing to do with Universal. No, it's our own thing. We thought of it ourselves. That's the best part. Does this have anything to do with the Universal? But no, 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 no. 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 Uh-uh. Nope. Nothing. What? What's Universal? Right. What's Volcano Bay? All right. So Mr. Doomsdayer, one percenter, where do you see in your vision of the future where everything is 100% standby, how are they cashing that, tiering that, what have you? Like, does everybody get that to pay for that? What does it come with? No, this, what I'm seeing from this, this is not a good example of the future. This is an example of quickly making the water parks do what the current theme parks are. Because he says that this is a, a sort of a fast, this is more just like a regular fast pass system. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So uh, I don't think this, this, this is, this is a little separate from the d discussion I was having about the, the Ivanka Trumps of the world. So I just think this is actually really cool. Um, I'm, I went and rode the new water ride at Typhoon Lagoon and the line was really short today we went, but it, I just love the idea of being able to get a time, go swim in the lazy river, and then just quickly get on the rides. Very happy about this. Would this make you want to go to a water park more? No. No. Yeah. I think that's most people. I think it's funny. There's so much talk from because of the Universal Water Park coming about like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Universal. Like, meanwhile, no one I know really outside of my immediate crew here that lives in Orlando goes to the water parks ever. Everyone's like, no, never been, never been, never been. It's not that. I don't think it's a big part of why people come to Disney World or Universal. Like, Do they you have come? character meet and greets there? They technically have. Oh, Typhoon Lagoon, Typhoon Lagoon has had uh, Lilo, Lilo before and Lilo and Stitch, but no, mm -hmm. not on a regular basis. They do not. I mean, not that I care, but I know that a lot of people do care. So if they thought it was like, oh, I can go to this. So it's kind of like a theme park because I can meet the characters and go on rides. Whee! Yeah, I don't think but, they have uh, any desire to push people to the water parks. They, there's way more money to be spent in the regular parks. I think the, the reason these are big and the reason why I think Volcano Bay is a big thing for Universal is just it has, having it makes it feel like a more inclusive resort. And that's why... At Disney World, the fact that it exists is more important than whether you go to it or not. Just knowing that they can say we have four water, four theme parks, two water parks, golf courses, boats. Like you don't do half that shit, but the fact that it's there makes it feel like a vacation. And I think that's why it's big for Universal too. Even though most people probably aren't going to go to it. Oh, Ivanka. Ivanka. So I'm not sure Ivanka Trump is the perfect. Cause isn't that like another? Uh, isn't that higher than one percent? What what percent is that? Fuck if I know. I know. So I feel My like math doesn't go that high. No, but it does bring up a point. Like we always say, the one percent, the one percent. I, it's that isn't really what they're shooting for. What like what percentage do you think it is? The the like the, just upper class. It's not just one percent. What about maybe twenty percent, ten? I don't know. What do you think it really is? I don't know, but I just I don't know. The the circles I run in 
I do know people of the 1% and they're not really interested in Disney. No, and I don't think I that offering dessert parties and whatever is going to entice them. Like, no. I guess this is my, my issue with this whole conversation yeah. is like, I really don't understand this quote unquote untapped market. They're trying to get into because that's where the deep pockets are. Like that's well, great. And that's a good goal to have, but I just don't see this, enticing them like i really think that you're looking at people who maybe are in that group who've already gone to disney and had an unfavorable experience based yeah. on their comparisons agreed. to their other vacations they go on agreed but I, I i just i don't see them getting new customers i don't know whatever in, yeah. in that in well, that I, group i actually agree with you a hundred percent that that is a really hard when you actually do talk to the somebody who would fit in that upper upper class group, they are not looking towards going to Disney World. They certainly aren't looking forward yeah. to it. They're like, but here's my other main people keep saying, oh, they, they're pricing out the middle class, price on the middle class. Are they or are they preparing for the middle class literally not being able to afford any entertainment <laughs> moving forward as the middle class just flat out disappears. So they have two choices. Try to be super cheap and go for people. Because I'm seeing people get priced out now. We always talked about what's it going to take. I'm seeing yeah. people getting priced out as we speak. But is that – they're also getting priced out of going to NFL games. They're getting priced out of going to yeah. season tickets for this and going to the like season tickets to the Dr. Phillips Center or, or whatever – it's just happening, and is this their way of saying, what else can we do other than change our well, offerings? One thing I think is interesting, when you're comparing Disney to anything, whether it's a European vacation, whether it's a cruise, or whether it's an NFL game, I feel like to, to, to be that target audience, that whether we're calling it the 1%, the 10%, whatever, I feel like if you want to do those other vacations or just that experience, the NFL game, like it's pretty easy to be like, all right, I'm going to go and buy a club box mm. for the game. Cool. All right, done. Whereas to go yeah. to Disney, to make that decision, how, what is the marketing campaign to them to let them know, yeah. like, here are the new offerings. And then, I mean, right. it's hard enough Good. for the middle class or even the lower class to be like, yeah. how does fast pass work? I don't understand. Like, wait, well, how do I get from one place to another? How does the transportation work? Oh, my God. Like, it's so confusing enough that to have somebody who doesn't want to have to be bothered with anything yeah. on their vacation to then have to figure out how yeah. the express buses work and yeah. how, like, the, the dessert parties work. Like, that's just, I mean, they basically have to use a travel agent. And mm. how is that being marketed toward them? That's a great question. And uh, it's funny. Did you happen to watch the Blackish episode from Walt Disney World? No. Actually, it was interesting that they tackled it. ABC Disney tackled it. The whole episode is revolves around getting a VIP guide and wanting to be out of the general population. So like almost like the the Blackish episode was a huge ad for doing VIP at Disney. It was showing how much better it is to have VIP and the family at the end, they lose, you know, they had their guide for like eight hours and they're having the best time ever. They're like, you know, they're playing like, you know, they're sitting there and all of a sudden they leave and like the kid, the family is devastated when they don't have VIP anymore. And now they're, they keep, they jokingly said we're in gen pop and they're like, they're all depressed. So yeah. it's, it's interesting that Disney 
emphatically pointed out, hey, it sucks to be here without VIP. So all you people mm-hmm. watching the show should probably figure out a way to make it happen. Interesting. So, but yeah, I, that's a good so point. So you're saying that 1% watches Blackish? Apparently. Apparently. I don't know. <laughs> Apparently. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, you, you brought up a really good point about how do they find out about this? And, and it is interesting. You made a good analogy of the NFL games and like how, you know, you can go get a suite. I guess that's maybe kind of what I've been saying is that they're trying to, how do you make that luxury suite VIP experience from NFL games and translate it to the theme parks? And maybe that's more what I mean. They're what they're going for. And I think we can kind of, but how do you market that? I don't know. Like, and, and when, when that marketing video comes out, can you imagine the re- <laughs> the response uh, our our uh, our whole crew when that happens man yeah occupy wall street will now be occupied disney world oh man as, as skipper would say woof hmm. uh, let's see let's see we'll miss him we'll get, me too we'll get to some ass our boners here in about two seconds i did see this though and i would love to hear skippers on this but i want to hear your idea too right now it says here um variety magazine is saying beyonce could be the favorite to play nala how I have I not thought of that? It has to happen, right? Sure. The Queen Bee. Queen Bee. Yeah. 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 Jinx. There'll probably be a kid version, but then she'll probably be the uh, the the uh, sexy, sultry version of uh There is that one yeah. scene where where uh, Simba and Nala they just kind of look at each other and you realize what's about to go down. <laughs> yeah, man. If that was Beyonce, that'd be great. Very excited. Very excited. So who would you cast as Simba? I don't know. Who I, I don't know who's hmm. I'm not good with actors. Who's a good like sex who's a good sexy also wait a minute. These are just voices, right? We're not gonna look at them. Yes. No, it's just voice just voices. Just voices, right. So I don't know. Good point. Uh, I don't know. Who's the like it feels like they're going to the same people for every movie. So <laughs> who's being used in every other movie right now? Because that's who it'll be. Uh, um, Lynn Manuel. I've always had. Yeah, of course it will be. Yeah, it will be him for sure. Oh, I, the last thing I want to get to is sort of in our news segment would be uh, we've, I've kind of jokingly asked you every week, like, are you excited about what's coming? Something new about Pandora? And it's always like, yeah, it's all right. Can't wait. Here's something that's really should be made fun oh of. Oh, they're, good. Okay, I'm ready. They're, they're selling, like, this translator thing that you would carry around, and you'd put a card in that says, like, ball, and it'll give you the Navi word for ball. No, no, no. Shut it down. <laughs> Shut it down. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm not kidding. I wish, it, I, wish I was kidding. Um, they're collectible um, cards. No. Which I thought. And it, it says here sold, which doesn't – I would almost say that this is okay, and I would kind of like it if it was something they would hand the kids, kind of like a Phineas and Ferb thing at Epcot, and there sure. were spots around the land, and then you turn it back in at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this actually says it's being sold with – it's a knob <sighs> translator with light sounds and 15 translation cards. And that's oh just – Oh, my God. It's literally the worst. It's the worst. They're um, jumping the shark. It really is. It's like they're trying way too hard. Again, I would be for it if they were giving it to all the – because I would think that – what? 
as you're exploring the land, why not? That's something that would happen if you really did travel to a place and there was a company running this travel. They'd be like, here's your translator to... But to and then to you turn it, it back up. in, as you just pointed out, so... Uh, I like it, but that don't... This is... <laughs> I thought you'd like that uh, in a... In a not like it kind of way. In, in the, yeah, exactly. So we'll make that... I hate it, and you were right. But it's our outrage. For once, we are the outrage of the week. I'm not outraged. I just think it's stupid. I'm outraged. Fine. Uh, let's see. Um, let's go to a little Ask Sour Boner. Uh, I need to find a beer for this. A sour Boner for you. And not Rich, because he's not here, but a Sour Boner for Rhiannon. What? Let's see. Brian Dirt Cheap Disney has got a good question. What lessons do you hope your children take into adulthood that they learn from spending so much time at the parks as kids. Probably not gonna. I hope they realize that they don't exist because I don't have I them. But he brings a good point. People, my friends from back home, especially, say that all the time. Um, that have kids, they're like, "Aren't your kids gonna be bored with Disney when they grow up?" And because they did grow up here, and we go all the time. And I'm like, "Yes." In fact, half the time they kind of do now. I mean, they would like a lot of times they'd rather play in the play here or do something and and of all things to when they grow up to kind of not want to go to disney that's i don't they may or may not i don't know that i guess is what i'm saying but um there's no better time to have them here than right now at this age and it's just great to have places to go and uh you know they'll either become super fans or they'll hate it who knows if, uh, you know. so what I some question for you yeah go ahead um so what is the average give and take between you and Mrs. D versus the kids. Like, is it you and Mrs. D being like, you know what? I want to go to Animal Kingdom right now. So, hey, kids, get in the car. And they're like, oh, I just want to be at home. Or is it the right. kids being like, oh, my God, it's been like at least a week since we've been to Hollywood Studios. I want to go on Toy Story. Let's go. And you're like, oh, like, who, who's um, it's never that. Always, always me. Always me. And, but it, it is that, like, I try to, with an iron fist. well, I just, I, it, it basically, it's what days are available. And like, here's what we're doing today. At this point, they're still elementary school kids. So yeah, they're kind of, um, we, but I, I take into account things they want to do. So if they're coming with, I'm always going to want to get a fast pass for like either test track over at Epcot, or we're going to do like one thing wherever, or there's going to be days where we're going to go to magic kingdom and do all the rides they like. But um, to answer your question, the majority of the time, I would say, what's the push and pull? I would say 90% of the time, it's me and Mrs. D.A.D. getting together and saying, where are we going tomorrow? Because if you leave it up, if you really do, and I do like taking what my kids want to do into account, but they don't have the logistics knowledge of how a day goes with parking and traveling and what else you have to do that day. So, you know... They're they don't like, have all I the information. Go on Toy Story, and then I would go on Typhoon Lagoon, and then I want to go on Mine Train. And you're like, A, you can't oh. do all three, and B, Mine Train was sold out three days ago. Right. So, yeah, I don't, and that's why it's that lack of logistics knowledge at this point. But it is kind of funny. And, and this is to go with Brian Dirt Cheap Disney's question. I do try to, one of the um, lessons that I hope they take is I do sort of, I get to teach them that kind of thing of here's we're going to Epcot and here's why we're going to Hollywood studios and here's why 
we were able to get a fast pass for this and and um but to not that and here's why yeah exactly and but to answer your question i try not to you can't really say hey what do you want to do and leave it as an open door because the second it just it makes it way more difficult so yes uh the push and pull is i make most of the decisions with mrs dd and and then we kind of let them know about it i'm sure that will change as they get older though Hmm. um oh my god wrote it steve the nomad lounger sent me a longer one once and i keep to big steve to big steve now i gotta find it uh here it is and i've been missing it now three times it's in my direct messages not in the regular uh thing so here's a picture of rhiannon uh pouring bud light in my uh direct message uh let's see okay son of a b sorry no i've got it here we go. Ask Sarah Boner, should Disney develop Discovery Island into an adult day resort destination combining the best of Typhoon Lagoon, Pleasure Island, and Castaway Key with meandering paths through the jungle with lots of alcoves with lounge chairs and even outdoor lounging beds, over-the-water rentable open-air bungalows with drink and food service, Maybe a lazy river with float-up bars, smaller tiki bars spread throughout the beach and interior. At the end of the island, facing Magic Kingdom, a big bar restaurant with a huge deck where you could view fireworks and water pageant and absolutely add the firefly tree lighting effect from Rivers of Light to make it amazing at night. Could this work or no? And if so, what would you add or subtract? I...
That was so weird. Wasn't wasn't there? Yeah. Do you think we're back recording now? Yes, yes. We never stopped. We never stopped. Okay. Oh, we never stopped. I, I don't know. No, I had a good monologue without you. Oh. All right. So did you do we were we able to do the monologue? You can go. Okay. Let's see. Now we'll tell Skip that's kind of where we were. That was weird. Um, first of all, I love that idea, but I think the and I hate to be this. The problem is because there is the problem. The well, the same reason that it got shut down. Not only did they had opened Animal Kingdom, so they moved all the animals there and didn't really need it anymore. But logistically, just being accessible by boat is probably extremely uh, not uh, appealing to Disney to be able to to have to do that. So I hate to be the one that's going to be like, because I love all those options. I think that is fantastic. Another thing that Rihanna was talking about, what the 1% would want, how great would that be? Literally like a VIP. Oh, only. I don't care about the 1%. <laughs> but a VIP only, and even if you had to pay for it, because um, you'd probably have to pay extra for this, obviously. So a VIP only area to go to, I think it's a great idea. Um Although I don't necessarily like well, it, I like that where basically it's a pool area just away from a resort. Um, I love that idea though, but I don't. I sadly, from a realistic standpoint, I don't see them possibly ever doing anything with Discovery Island again that is guest accessible. Just from the pure pain in the ass factor of having it be an island. Moving on. Moving on. Um, let's see. <laughs> what does he even say? The Brock Ohana, the Pineapple POTUS, the president of the Three O'clock Parade podcast. Oh, he had a. Uh, the president had a <laughs> a uh, hashtag. Proceed in my pants with an attraction. So he had his is. Can you come up with some good proceed in my pants with an attraction for Disney attractions. His is the people mover in my pants. Anything else jump out at you as a good one for that, Rihanna? What other attraction needs to be? I would say Expedition Everest in my pants. Experience Everest in my pants. Is this is this like when you read a fortune cookie and end it with in bed? Exactly like that, yes. Oh, okay. Because I was trying to like actually picture i'll tell you what's not first off i would say before you say it it is absolutely in no shape or form going to be it's a small world in my pants it is well, not going to be that it's in your pants yeah it's not going to be that i will tell not you that POTUS, well current potus's pants yes but not the president of the podcast though no. clearly well endowed clearly but no it is from it do not say it I would love a primeval uh, world in my pants. <laughs> I like that. So let's see. You've uh... Oh, another good one. Especially, you know, if you're if a nice, angry night. Tower of Terror in my pants. I just didn't want to have to be finding Nemo in your pants. Or anybody's <laughs> pants, really, for that matter. <laughs> if I have to look for it, that's a problem. Oh, how about, oh, Canada no. in my pants? No. Oh, come on now. Oh, 
Mm-mm. Oh. Okay. <laughs> uh, anything else you can think of? Let's see if there's anything else. Um, that's a great one. I like that, President, uh, Mr. President. But Primal World is pretty good. It's Splash tough to be a bug be... in my pants. Splash Mountain could be dirty in my pants. Oh, I like that. Oh, this is that's good. So thank you for the question, Mr. President. Barack Ohana, the president of the Three O'Clock Parade podcast. Uh, your your buddy Nick Way Mania Peplock. My buddy. Yeah, your buddy. When did he get Peplock back? He, I guess that was his thing like years ago. When did he bring Peplock? Yeah, he was Nick Way Mania for recent times. He's, she's he's bringing it back old school. I guess so. Whom would he sue for the whiplash he just got from going between the three o'clock parade to butter and bacon? I feel like a smooth transition. There shouldn't be any whiplash. It's good I folks. Would start with since when do you actually listen to our podcast? Right? I guess since he started asking questions. Yeah. Well no, he's been asking questions long before he listened to it. He just asked them into like a void and never heard his own answers because can't listen. Yeah. Great question next from Matt O'Brien. Matt O'Brien 37. If you could project any image onto Spaceship Earth for 30 minutes before security shut you down, what would it be? Now, I because I am a reasonable man oh, and I understand God. this is Walt Disney World, I don't want to put up like, my initial reaction is like, a you boob. gotta put up some porn thing. That would be really funny. Yeah, like a boob or something. But this is Walt Disney World, and I realize I need to be I, I want to be more responsible than that. So I'm going to go with something that would be me more just pride and not necessarily humor. So I would like to do one of two things. One, I would like to pro, uh, project a pineapple, the symbol of the pineapple POTUS the three o'clock parade and the hashtag family, the pineapple, put that on there or so it looks like uh, spaceship earth is wearing a pith helmet. <laughs> I would like that. Too. I'm going to go with orange bird. Oh, that would be so cool. Yeah. That would be cool. They, did, 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 it, did you like when they did the death star or when they did Mike Wazowski or anything like that? I do. I, I do. Okay. Um, I don't want anything permanent, but for some kind of night show that's going to last all of 20 minutes, yeah, I think that's kind of cute. I think it's great. I, I found it so... I don't know if... I don't remember if we talked about his outrage of the week, but one of the dumbest outrages I've seen was when people were trying to make the thing that Spaceship Earth is about like peace among the world... And the Death Star is about destruction, so that just ruins everything. I'm just, uh, yeah, no. Talk, just, that's the definition of overthinking. Find another hobby. Like, if that's the worst thing that's going on in your life right now, I mean, count yourself lucky. I was, that, that was... I try to be understanding of some of these people that have, <laughs> really do. But And that, that was an overwhelming one, too. I mean, it wasn't just one or two people. Sometimes it, uh, it can look several wow. people. I saw that same argument. 
like, oh, I can't believe they're using a, a pe- the sign of peace and understanding is being transformed into a weapon. Thanks, Bob Iger. Yeah. Well, I, I will say this, and now I'm just using this forum to plug my own shit because Rich isn't here to stop me. Yeah. Um, so I, I know many listeners are familiar with the fact that we had the ornament shower for me that was organized by Amanda. Yes. Happy hops. Um, cause my tree just killed all my ornaments. And so I have been trying very slowly. It's been a slow process to get out. Thank you gifts for everybody who gave me something. And so the gifts, the, the cat is out of the bag now. The gifts are, um, I am hand-painting coconuts in Disney characters. And so I appreciate this question of what you would do to project onto Spaceship Earth because it's a sphere. And I've yeah. been trying to figure out how to project Disney characters onto somewhat spheres, sometimes ovals. Coconuts come in all shapes. So, do you use like uh, do you use a, a uh, sketch of some kind or a template or you do you go freehand? No, I go freehand. Man, you're like an artist. Uh, yeah, actually, I am. Yeah, that's true. No, I knew you were actually the drawings yeah. in the uh, the old uh, drinking at Disney book were pretty oh, damn good. Thing. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah, um, good question, Matt. Thank you for uh, for that. I'd like to see the orange bird, Rhiannon. I'm gonna just you. This is for you right here. Poo sticks. Jeffrey Stites brings up a great question. Zima is returning this summer, no nah. joke. Which Walt Disney World location will be the first to sell it? That's a great question. It will happen. Where Where's it going to be? Um, isn't it obvious it's going to be in fucking Avatar Land? Like, blue? <laughs> <laughs> that green beer looks pretty good, though. I'm going to try that. No, what the fuck? Um, I just... Uh, but I'll see, I'm thinking who will have it first. I don't think it will be an actual Disney establishment. I think it will be one of the third parties. So I don't know. Somebody's going to have it, though. Who has a lot of bottled beers? Does, does uh, Splitsville have? Yeah. Man, that's a great question. Who will be the first? If I'm going to make a... Just make a, a make a guess though. I'm gonna go with somewhere at the Swan and Dolphin will be the first to have it. Just based on they have a wide variety, so I feel like they'll be next. They'll be the first to have it. So there you go. Do you have a uh, projection or no? I'm thinking Avatar Land. Avatar Land. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. I'm sticking to calling it that too. I I understand what its real name is, and I don't fucking care. Woo. How Bowers, uh, go away green, would like to know, speaking of your favorite land, Avatar land, will Avatar sex, av- will Avatar sex make Stacey J. Aswad's top 10 must-do list? I'm going to go probably no. No, me either. But I do, that did, I had not thought about that. I, I had thought about that in the past with other attractions. Like what, it'll be cool really? to see it on the must-dos. Like I really will, sex? I am very interested no, not about the sex part, but what the Stacy Aswad must do segment will be like. And I always like checking it out when it's new. I am very curious what the Stacy Aswad Pandora 
Will she do the all of Pandora? Will she do the rides? It'll be interesting. Travel to Pandora. Oh, it'll be the best. That's my Stacey Aswad impression. Couple left. Yeah, that was awesome. Livy wants to know, is there a market for an Epcot-only annual pass? Basically a year-long cover charge. Next great 3 o'clock parade idea. And I will say... It is not the be- the next great three o'clock parade idea because that pass does exist. I was gonna say, and it's the Epcot after after what time? I don't remember what time it is, but after something, there is an Epcot only pass. And yes, there has been a market because a lot of people would use it just to go to dinner. So it was a year long well, cover charge. It has I, I existed, and uh, it is a thing. When you drink a lot. You know, your memory becomes sort of sketchy, so I apologize on his behalf. Her behalf? Z's behalf. It's behalf. Yeah. You know, gender is not, it's just, it's just a state of mind. It's fluid. Yeah, it is. Um, Gary Heaton would like to know. <laughs> first timer? Who's first timer? I don't know. Welcome <laughs> to the show, Gary. Who's the other half of Gilligan's Drunk Discovery Island crew? You have the Professor, Skipper, and Ginger. Drunk Discovery Island crew. Is that us? Are you Ginger? You're Ginger. I'm the Professor, and he's Skipper. So let's see. You need a. Uh, we need the. Mary Ann? Fe- well, Mrs. Seven? DD. Right? Didn't okay. you and Mrs. I don't think so. Dude, I, don't, I never watched the show. I don't know. And there's um, Mr. Howell. You're um, just dating yourself now. So we'll have to bring in. We got, I mean, Mark's got to be along, right? We got to bring Mark in. I don't know who Mr. Howell is, but he can be that person. He was rich, though. Don't you want him in there? He's pretty rich. Sure, whatever. Who's the Who's the person who's like, duck plane, duck plane? That's a different show. That's that's a uh, 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 oh gosh, something island. What the hell is that called? Help us out. Um, tre- I wasn't Treasure Island, but it was right. Fantasy Island. Fantasy Island. Oh, uh, okay. See, I feel like, all right, just doing this podcast with you and me, it's how I feel on trivia nights when half the team doesn't show up. And so it's like <laughs> me right. and Mark, who is like, love him, but he's good for sports. And Kristen, who's like awesome on music. And it's like the three of us. And we're like, fuck, anything else, we're screwed. So I feel like that right now with you. It's like these questions were like, uh, uh, uh. In our, uh, that Skipper fills in in the knowledge right. for sure. Yeah, we don't. Everybody we're all, has. Or, we're the skeleton crew right now. Like, that's it. Like, skeleton crew, we're not fully functioning. We don't have all of our uh, torpedoes firing. So, sorry. Ooh, my torpedo. See, I, I got to fill in for Skip on that one. Um, Duck right. Tape and Beer asked a question that we kind of unfortunately had to cover already because it's so sad. But you're going to like it, I think. Duct Tape and Beer, with the new Magic Kingdom security checkpoints, how does this affect the use of personal coolers? Yay! Yeah, but what if it's that one time you want to bring some beer I- to friends that you don't know? You're going to have to, I guess you just walk the walk from the polynesian it will do that you will walk from the you cannot walk though from the grand Floridian into the contemporaries the contemporary will be on its own but you could go from the say this. 
I know that we try our utmost to be a rule-abiding podcast, a rule-abiding book. We're not advertising any shenanigans. We may do them, but we're not advertising that. So, that having been said, I can honestly say I don't think I personally have ever tried to bring a bottle or a can of something. Like, if anything, it's like you, and I got my back scratcher to go, and I wanted to bring it to the Grand Floridian. Like, so, to me personally, I'm not sure it would affect me. I can see Steve Reed's point, and that sucks, and I get it, and that sucks, and I feel for him, but I don't know. Like, for me personally, I've not tried to do that, so. Well... I there are times where I know I'm spending an entire day just at the resorts, and that's when I usually bring some stuff. But uh, it, again, it's it, it it is what it is, and uh, we'll adjust. We'll make adjustments. And how does it affect the use of it, though? Greatly, it changes everything. So um, it does it does change everything. Uh, it'll change the way that uh, that whole area is navigated for those in those situations. So. Um, Brian Lamas brings up a question that we kind of covered and I just want to, we could answer it one last, uh, talk about it real quick. Do you think the current resort categories will go away or at least be adjusted due to uncovering improvements? I say yes. You still going with no on the no adjustments? Do you oh. think they're going to go with value, moderate, deluxe, DVC going forward? Um, I'm not currently in the position to name names. But I do think there will be an adjustment. Yeah. And I, well, oh, yeah. actually, so my, my projection, honestly, um, is that I think what's going to happen is that there will be tangible differences between the different resorts before they make the official declaration that the tiers have changed. And that's what's going to frustrate me because they're going to still call Art of Animation, Pop Century, values they're still going to call caribbean beach a moderate and yet they're not really going to be in those tiers anymore and i think the pricing will immediately reflect that they're going to price that to whatever they can get and so that's going to be sort of annoying because it's like those are no longer in the same realm as the poor orleans or coronado they're not in the same realm as the all-stars but i think that they're going to take their sweet ass time before they actually change the official ranking of them oh i i man i don't think i've ever agreed with you more than i do oh right my now God. um and i think the perfect example right now will be the coronado springs because if you look over there what they're building in that they want to make this their business hotel their business right. resort and yet they're, they're not connecting it, yeah. it with a sweet-ass gondola. No, but they also, I think, let's say the, this tower they're building is going to be really nice. But I think they are going to make it very different than a deluxe resort on the monorail, which is geared towards a resort, a vacationers. So mm-hmm. you, I think the, the offerings will be different, even though they would technically be currently in the same you're right. Now they would be currently different. You're right. It's just blowing it all up. As far as so, the changes will be made before the categories are announced. Here's a question that maybe you don't know the answer to. I don't know the answer to. But why has Disney never officially adopted the Swan and Dolphin? 
Because if anything, you want to compare what they're projecting the Coronado to be. It's sort of similar to the Swan Dolphin, only Coronado does not have the same benefit of the proximity to Epcot that those two right. resorts have. Also, it will be Disney-owned, though, and while Swan and Dolphin are not. So, no, but that is exactly what I'm saying. Why has Disney not made the effort to make those two resorts Disney-owned? Like, is there some just sort of a contract, I, or is it just too expensive? Like, I don't, I don't know the answer. I'm asking you. Oh, yeah. I I know that the one of the reasons they it is the way it is is at that time I, I was reading about it that um, Eisner wanted to just build as many resorts as possible so one of the things they did was outsource it so they would just build quicker for less money but why have they not gone after hours I, I wish I had more information I'd like to know yeah. if somebody knows please um, fill us in on, on a story somewhere that would tell us because I, I don't know and I whether it's something they've wanted to do or not but something tells me it might be that contract and it's just yeah I don't know why? just put it Although, out there I would like to see this is just completely going a little bit off topic. I would like to see Disney get out of the hotel business and put a legitimate hotel company in charge, especially the deluxe resorts. But it feels like they're kind of going in that way, at least of differentiating better. I don't feel like the deluxe resorts are differentiated enough. And maybe that's what this new move is going to do. Mm, how so? That you don't I don't think it I don't think it is luxury enough. Like if you go to say the four seasons or to a Hyatt Regency, or to a Hilton. It's just a different level of service from the employees. It just feels like a luxury resort, and I don't get that feeling when I go into and I interact with people at these other deluxe resorts, in my opinion. Okay, I feel so, like, but do you feel a difference than if you go to the Swan and Dolphin? In the way they do things, the way it's set up, no, it does. I do notice a little bit of a difference. Like if you go to the the bar, the pool bar at um, Swan and Dolphin, it, it it does have a different just feel the way they do things than at a Disney pool bar. It does, and I, I'm not saying it's better. I don't necessarily think that is better, but it does. It is a. It does have a different feel to it. So I don't know. I don't know. One thing that. And maybe it's just me and my whatever. I'm. We all know people listen to this podcast. I'm Scroogey. Um, so I appreciate the fact that Disney resorts don't charge for parking. They don't have a resort fee, et cetera. Yeah. And the Swan Dolphin do. And so, I'm, and I have stayed at both the Swan Dolphin multiple times, but I am fortunate enough that I actually wasn't paying for it. Um, you know, it was family members who were paying for it. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I don't, I guess I'm asking if you're not the person to ask, you know, somebody else out there, please tweet us. Like, do you feel that that money is well spent? Like, do you feel a difference if you're going to the Swan Dolphin and you're spending extra money for the resort fee, you're paying for your parking, like, are, are you feeling a benefit from that? Then you would have staying on property technically, I mean, you're still on property, but like, you know, like Disney owned, Disney run. I'm going to... I've stayed there, but I also I'm just gonna go with what I see interact. This conversation comes up quite a bit, and the general consensus is if you can't swing the Polynesian, Swan and Dolphin much better rates, which may or may not be true with the resort fee, but whatever. Um, it does it is seen by most people that I run into as a cheaper option than a Disney Deluxe, is what I'm seeing. 
So do that what you will. Yeah. Mm. Um, final as Salerborn of the Night, one year at Disney, would like to know, if you were to make an American showcase similar to World Showcase, what six states would you start with? That's a good question. That is, That's a great question. A, yeah, like this is really new. That is a great question. So you're going – so let's just – just for fun, it's at Epcot. And off to the side, you step into um, America Showcase. What six states are we going to – like what – where do – I guess it would be what are the six that people most want to visit? Um, see, is that I what it would be go, or is it – I would go with like what are the six that are like truly disparate – that are totally different realms to visit. So for me, I would mm-hmm. go with like, I would want, I think Florida is sort of an obvious, I mean, you're already in Florida, but like kind of yep. trying to represent the whole like beaches, tropical palm trees. Right. Um, and then probably some kind of like old timey Western thing. So whether that was right. Texas or Arizona or New Mexico, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. I think just because of I think it would be Texas just because worldwide Texas is cowboys just go with Texas. Yeah. You know, I think but, even if it's but, not true, that's what people think of, I think. You but you also could break it out into kind of two separate concepts and do like a New Mexico and Wyoming and do New Mexico with like the pueblos and all of that and do Wyoming as the cowboys. I don't know. So different ideas. Um, I would love to see Louisiana in there just to have, you know, the bayous and kind of represent the South. And so you have your plantations, and but also New Orleans and French Quarter, all that. Um, and then you'd obviously have to have, have something New England-y. Yeah. So maybe like, you know, Massachusetts or Maine. And then... I was thinking yeah, Maine, like the... The, like the American version of that awesome exit area from Maelstrom where they have that cool little, <laughs> you know, where they used to have the awesome little, little village that you could walk out in. Yeah, That's what I want. Yeah. Um, and then maybe California. But yeah. Then, California is so big. Like it's hard to, like, are you doing it sort of San Diego or Maine? Or are you doing it in Napa? Like what are you doing? You know? Right. Like that's what's hard when you think of, of, you know, you think of Epcot, like Japan is literally, they had to pick one kind of look and same with, you know, Mexico and Canada. So yeah. what would you pick for, I mean, let's just do it. How's it California? Are you going to go Southern California? You're going to go like the Bay area, Redwoods. What are you going to do? Right. Um, and so I think, but I think some Western state needs to be represented. So maybe if not, if you're not doing California as Napa, then Oregon or Washington, and then maybe something with like national state parks like Montana or yeah, South Idaho. Dakota. Yeah. Like the, like the and then you know, like maybe something Midwesterny with cornfields and good breweries like Wisconsin or Michigan or something. And, Probably uh, like, question. Yeah, I did too. I was thinking maybe Missouri, only because you could do like a Mississippi waterfront with like a you know factories, but then also maybe uh, that. And then I'm thinking California, though. You almost have to go. Um, well, I think because usually what it is is it's what are they trying to promote? Now are they going to promote like tourism, Southern California, or like industry and tech? What you know what? Because the, the states usually have a say in what they want to promote. So I feel like they're gonna. Pretty cool. 
Um, I want the first thing. It's funny you said that because the first thing I want, I want Maine. I've never been to Maine. Really? Been to Maine. I want to go to Maine, but I want. And, and I also miss that part. If I could say I miss one thing about Maelstrom, I miss getting off the boat in that little, awesome little village. And I want that back. So give me Maine and I can go into that little village. <laughs> uh, the uh, lobster boat ride that they would have. Yeah, no, there'd be lobsters and clams and lots of rocky shores oh. and funny accents. So. Oh, just think of the restaurants. You could have like an awesome clam bakes, kind of, you know, seafood restaurant. Oh God, think of how expensive that would be with Disney prices. <laughs> Beach Club has it, basically. Oh, what? So, not really. The clam bake. But. I love that. Thank you, One Year at Disney. Anybody else, any other ideas of states that, and what would be in the states? Please tweet us and we can uh, read up on that next time. So, Rhiannon, that has brought us to the end of Ask Sour Boner. There's only two people to ask of final thoughts. No Skipper Dick Ritchie. Mm-hmm. So, Skipper Dick Ritchie is, hope everything's getting sorted out for him and we miss you and can't wait for you to come back. Yeah. Miss you. Yeah. Anything else before we uh, head off into the wild blue evening? Mm, I don't know. I miss I miss Rich. I mean, it's been nice, but yeah, it's just it not just the same. Me? It's not the same, but like, I feel like without him, we become a bit more combative. <laughs> I, I would I feel agree. Like he keeps the peace. <laughs> uh, you might be right. Maybe that's maybe that's his role between us. Who knows? Um, let's see. Final thoughts. I do. I we mentioned it once before. Please, April twenty second. If you're in town, it'd be cool to run the D Run K. Come check that out. Um, definitely go to Bamboo Force Publishing and pick up Drinking at Disney. Please do. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Please. Check that. Yeah, check that out. And we will see you next time, next week. Thanks for listening. We'll bring Rich. We will. I pro. I can't promise because, but I think we'll have Rich back. So, come join us. Let's pray. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you later. Bye, guys. Bye. Kungaloosh.
Bienvenido a mí, los que viva México, la tierra de fiesta se ve donde quiera. Oigan las marimbas y mariachis también, tocan serenatas y ritmos latinos, vengan aquí a oír la música que están tocando ya, también a cantar en México. La gente es muy feliz, pues vengan a gozar, vengan a celebrar. Hola mis amigos, vengan a festejar, en Tasco y en Puebla y Tampico también. Bailen tapatío, le va a gustar a usted, cuando en Acapulco bailar el gran compás venga a jugar. Aquí hay para todos, en Uxmago, Cancún. La paso en Tulum, hay mucho para ver, también festividad, de día y de noche, la fiesta es un placer. Welcome mis amigos, tu friendly México, to the land of fiestas, where everywhere you go. Listen to marimbas and mariachis too, playing that the rhythm, sincerely made it, you can join the crowd, the music's good and loud. The air is full of sun, so come and sing along, because in Mexico, when people's mad at you, there's just one thing to do, you join the fiesta too. Hola mis amigos, it's fiesta time for you, in Tascan, in Puebla, and in Tampico too. Danza Tapatio, you love the magic beat, swing in Acapulco with anyone you meet, join the fun. It's here for everyone, in Uxmal or Cancun, La Paz or in Tulum. You'll find there's much to see, there's great festivity. From down to late at night, the fiesta's heavy light. Welcome, mis amigos, to friendly Mexico. To the land of fiestas, they're everywhere you go. Listen to marimbas and mariachis too. Playing Latin rhythm and serenading. Mariachis too, playing Latin rhythm and serenading. You can join the crowd. The music's good and loud. The air is full of song, so come. 